Morning Connect. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I'm actually stood right now. Uh, just behind me is Washington Park. Some of you will recognize that park. Backyard of one of our families from Connect. And the reason I'm here is because I want to just kind of start off the service talking about uh, something here in their backyard. So their house is behind me. Uh, their house was built back in 1966. Uh, I know you obviously recognize that year as that was the year that England won the World Cup. Um, but yeah, so this subdivision is uh, an, an older subdivision. It's been around for about 50 or 60 years. And uh, as a result, the trees all around us, in fact, this tree right behind me, you can see. That's a pretty big tree. That's at least 50 or 60 years old because all these houses and these subdivisions, I'm sure when they were first built, they planted these trees in their front yards and their backyards. And now as you drive through, you see these huge trees that have been around for, for many, many years. So here we are in my front yard now. I live in a neighborhood here in Washington that's a lot newer, so we don't have quite as many trees and uh, the trees we do have are nowhere near as big as the one we just saw. Um, in fact, if you were with us last year, uh, Mother's Day of 2020, we, uh, we had a service that was kind of focusing on the idea of trees and at the end of the service, we gave away these little saplings, little brand new trees. So we took ours and we planted it right here in my front yard. So this little guy is just one year old and uh, this spring the leaves started to show and it just amazes me to think that 50 years from now this tree will be like the tree that we just saw and that the tree we just saw, that huge tree in that backyard, 50, 60 years ago started out just like this. So you may be wondering why I was uh, stood outside looking at some trees and what on earth that's got to do with our message this morning. Well, you know, in the same way that you probably drive around Washington or whatever community you call home and don't really pay much attention to the trees, the size of them, how long they've been there. I'm sure that you don't really pay much attention either as you drive past some of the churches and church buildings in that community and find yourself wondering how long they've been there. Like for example, those of you who call Washington home, you might recognize this building here. This is Washington Presbyterian Church. It's just off the square, and uh, I bet you've driven past this church dozens of times without really thinking about it. But this church is actually the oldest church building in Washington. This church was built in 1871 at a whopping cost of $5,000. Yeah, pretty expensive build there. Um, and then for those of you who are here this morning in the room watching online, Connect Church, uh, we're not quite as old as Washington Presbyterian Church, a little bit newer. Uh, we were established in 2013, and then just a couple of years ago, we were able to move into this building for a little more than $5,000, but this building became our church home. And I was thinking about it as uh, preparing for this message this morning, that I know that there's many of you here in the room this morning, there's maybe even some of you watching online, that uh, you've found your way to Connect Church, this has become your church home, but the reality is, this is all you've ever known of Connect. Many of you weren't with us when we used to meet in Washington Middle School. 
And probably even more of you weren't here back in 2013 when we very first started back in Washington Middle School, when Connect Church was planted. So I wanted to take a week just as a um, kind of a one-off this week and talk about our vision. Why, why at Connect Church, we just think starting brand new churches, planting churches is just such an amazing thing. It's something that we've experienced in our own journey, but it's also something that we've played a part in in the journey of others. Here is our momentum. Here's our, here's our reason for wanting to do this. Matthew, one of the writers of the life of Jesus, said in Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, some of you may be familiar with that passage there in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, uh, because it's got its kind of name to it. It's called the Great Commission. Uh, in fact, it was such an important thing that Jesus said that all four of the writers of Jesus' life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all have this phrase in one shape or a form at the end of their accounts of the life of Jesus. Every one of them has this, this statement of Jesus, this great commission, because that's exactly what it is. It was a, a commissioning statement to the church. It's really where the church itself began. From that statement, his disciples went out and they started to share the amazing news of Jesus and his death and his resurrection. People began to become followers of Jesus. And as they gathered together in communities, churches started all over the area. And 2,000 years later, we are a product of that great commission. And so when we started Connect in 2013, that was a big reason why we started because we wanted to reach new people. We wanted to, to go out uh, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, I believe there are many great roles that every local church has in this community. But I just think that one of the, the greatest roles, one of the most important roles of the local church is to reach people who don't yet have a relationship with Jesus, who don't yet have a church home that they would call their own. So that's why here at Connect, we make that an incredibly important part of what we do to follow that great commission. You know, in Casey and I were getting ready to plant Connect, we kept hearing this same phrase from other folks who had planted churches before, from conferences we would go to about church planting. Um, we would hear, man, it's great that you're planting this church because new churches reach new people. New churches reach new people. And we found this to be true. When we started in 2013, we were reaching new people who had never been to church before. And I think the reason that we saw this happen, and I think the reason other church plants see this happen, is because um, from day one, from our very first Sunday, everyone was new. So it didn't matter if someone showed up and they were born going to church. They'd been going to church all their lives. They could be sat next to somebody else, and it was the very first time they'd ever stepped foot into a church service, and both of them were new. 
So at the beginning, we had a lot of people who felt comfortable in an environment like that, knowing that everyone was new. And as a result, we saw a lot of new people come along to church. And, and over the first few years, especially, we saw a lot of new people take that step of faith and ask Jesus to, into their hearts, ask Jesus to be the Lord of their lives. And we saw lives changed. Some of you are here still this morning as a result of this brand new relationship in what was a brand new church in 2013. And we love that still new people are coming and that great commission is being fulfilled. So seeing all these lives that were being transformed, we decided from the get-go the Connect Church would be a church plant that plants churches. We decided we want to be a church plant that plants churches. We'd seen the success ourselves, so we wanted to help others see that success in other cities, in other church plants around the country and around the world. And again, some of you may have been coming to Connect now for a few weeks, months, maybe even a year or two, and you weren't aware of what we were doing with other churches. So I wanted to share just a couple of stories, a couple of updates from two churches here in North America that we helped plant. So check out these wonderful stories. Hey, Connect, it's great to be with you today. It was uh, three or four years ago that uh, myself and my wife, along with the support of churches like Connect and a dozen or so others, started Anthem Church in Burlington, Massachusetts. It's been a wild ride, as, you, as I know some of you have experienced uh, there in the launch of your own church. Um, doing all those things that you do to uh, get a new community involved, uh, doing events and service projects and community stuff in the town, courses for new believers to uh, get them grounded in their faith, leading up to a launch day of a new church. And uh, we launched on October 14th of 2018 and uh, have seen the church steadily grow since then. Of course, it's been a, a wild ride recently with the pandemic and all the learnings involved in turning uh, a garage into a studio, of course. Um, and, but God has been with us every step of the way. I think specifically of uh, one young lady, her name's Tanya, and she joined us on our first day, on our launch day. And I met her, but then didn't see her for a while because her own life kind of went into turmoil. She was uh, about to give birth to her second baby when her husband left her. Um, and, but during that time, she found a relationship with Jesus Christ and just recently uh, had the opportunity to baptize her and hear her say from her own lips that when, at a time when she uh, would otherwise have been alone, she realized that she would never, ever be alone. And it's for people like Tanya that I believe we came to start this church and the many others like her. Um, I love the parable of the Good Shepherd where Jesus said he, he left the 99 to go after the one. And so I wanted to tell you about one specific story like that here today and believe with you that there will be many other ones um, that will come to Jesus Christ as we continue to start churches across areas of our country uh, that has such a great need. So thanks for being involved. We love you. Hope to see you soon. Good morning, Connect Church. Scott Mendenhall here in the great state of Minnesota. Just wrapped up one epic week of summer camps. We did it digitally this year, and we have a live one in person, and it was phenomenal. You can go back and watch it if you'd like at Unlock Church's YouTube channel, but we had over 150 families represented. I think 30 different states were represented 
in our digital summer camps, which was just mind-blowing what Jesus did, how he showed up and showed off in families around the world. We had a family that lives in a mobile home, like they travel around the United States and they logged in. And I tell you the story of summer camp that we just are coming off of, just so many great Jesus moments. And that's part of your story at Connect Church in Washington, Illinois. Dave Jane, thank you for the opportunity to share a bit of our story. Thank you, Dave Jane and the leadership team, and then you guys for believing in us, I don't know what, five years ago, and you guys committed to giving us resources monthly to get off the ground. And as we are doing something a little bit in the forefront uh, of a lot of churches, digital summer camps, digital church, plus meeting in a movie theater, AMC movie theater here in Maple Grove now, we have two locations. COVID, yeah, it was not fun and exciting for heaps of people. But in the middle of a storm, God don't gave us the opportunity to start another church. We're no longer just one church. We are a church in two locations. We're a church at AMC Movie Theater in Maple Grove, Minnesota, and on YouTube, and it's so exciting. Let me get myself out of the weeds here so I can continue telling the story about our digital church, which is a lot of fun and I think a unique experience. So, as you can already tell, we do things a little bit different here. My family's out here with me. My crew's chasing me down. My wife is over there in the distance trying to get back on her paddleboard. My dog is chasing me. I'm pretty sure Holly will get it sorted out. Oh, she's sorting it out. I don't know if you can see it over my shoulder, but she is sorting it out. Good job, she's on, she's on. And that is a perfect illustration of what we at Unlock Church have done over the last six years of our church. We've tried a lot of different things. We've missed the mark several times, but we've learned every time on that. And to see what God did during COVID to launch a second church with us unexpectedly, is really us just being faithful with a few things here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. And that's with you being faithful as well, with your resources, giving as connect dreams and praise. Who do we support next? Oh my gosh, your guys' legacy is so huge at Connect Church. And I was saying earlier about our digital online. It's not where we're recording what we do on Sunday. We create a unique experience. We start with a one-wheel race where we race these electric devices because we figure on YouTube people aren't searching churches unless they're already a follower of Jesus, but they'll search devices or, or hobbies. So we race one-wheels as a staff. When the race ends, we invite them over to our YouTube channel for Unlock Church and we have seen countless people make the jump. We've grown as a church online twice the size in the last year. And these are real people that call this home. They are giving, they attend our digital small groups, their kids attend church service for their children. It's just been remarkable what Jesus has done. And I just wanna say a quick thank you as I go back to paddleboarding and enjoying our great state. Thanks for being faithful with what you got. Can't wait to see what Connect Church does next. Dave Jane, praying for your family. We love you guys. Have a great one guys, bye now. Wasn't that awesome? And we have a similar story. There were churches that invested in us before we launched. And as a result of their investment of, of finances and prayer and support, we're here today. And now we get to pay that forward with guys like Scott and Colin and others. But it's not just here in the United States. Connect has played a role since its inception in planting seven churches in Ecuador and Colombia. You played a part in that. It's through your giving, through your generosity, we were able to make that happen. One of those churches that we planted in Ecuador through um, a church planting organization by the name of Stadia and a partnership they have with Compassion International, 
One of those churches that we helped to start and build was in 2015. We helped build the building. Uh, it was a fishing community up near the uh, Ecuador-Colombia border. Compassion was already connected with a great group of kids there. Uh, they were reaching them, but they didn't have a church home to tie them to. They didn't have a building where they could meet. So we, through our finances, were able to help them build this brand new church and give them a physical location to meet. That building became church on Sunday. It becomes a school during the week. It becomes a place where medical attention can be given to the kids and the community. It's just making this huge impact in that community, reaching new people. And then six years later, five or six years later, if you were here last Christmas, we, uh, we finished out the year by doing a, a big campaign called Give 2020. Give 2020, we raised over $20,000 and with that money we were able to support three local organizations. But the fourth organization we helped was Compassion. And recently I got an update to say that the church that we planted in 2015 was, was one of the recipient churches we chose to support with those finances. And I discovered that since they've been up and running in 2015, they've had this building that they use for church, school, but they had no bathrooms. There was another place in town that had one bathroom, a single stall bathroom, and they gave them a key to it so that the kids, 100 plus kids, could go throughout the day and use that bathroom. But because of your generosity, because of our gift through Give 2020, they were able to, to bring the supplies in by boat. This is a really difficult place to get supplies to. They got the supplies in by boat, and now they're in the process of building two separate bathrooms, one for the boys, one for the girls, that will go next to that church that we planted. And that new church is reaching new people in a, a community with poverty and struggles, but the light of Jesus is shining brightly in that community through that church. And that church is there because Connect, seven or eight years ago, made a commitment to say, we wanna be a new church that plants other churches a church plant that plants other churches. And we want this to continue. So I'm excited this morning to share that uh, we've come in contact, we've uh, developed a relationship with a, a wonderful couple who um, were from Bloomington. He was on staff at a, a church over in Bloomington called Eastview. And uh, after many years on staff, just felt God was kind of tugging at his heart to plant a church. We heard about this. Casey and his wife were actually in a small group together for pastor's wives and Casey heard about them and heard their story and, and we decided, we've been looking for another church that we can help um, support financially and in prayer and get behind and cheer them on and uh, I got to meet with Charlie recently and now you're gonna get to hear the story of Charlie and his wife Leslie and what they're up to. So check this out. Well, I am here today with Charlie. Great to have you here with us at the Connect Center. Tell me a bit about yourself, your family, your kids. Yes, so I'm Charlie and I grew up near the suburbs of Chicago. My wife, Leslie, also grew up in the Northwest suburbs. So a little distinction between our two suburbs, but we came down to central Illinois to go to school. I went to Illinois Westland and Leslie went to Illinois State. And uh, that's where we met in campus ministry. And she was a little younger than me, so I realized it was probably worth sticking around after graduation. And within a year after graduating, we had gotten married. I began working at Eastview Christian Church in Normal, Illinois. And, uh, and then as Leslie began teaching, we kind of settled in. 
before she uh, decided to stay at home with our first daughter who was born Ella. And then over the next five years, we had four kids. Wow. And so she was <laughs> twice as busy as she was yeah. as a teacher once yeah. we had those yeah. four kids. But we have three daughters and a son, uh -huh. and uh, they're now ages down seven, down to three. So. The span has stayed tight, but the kids are a ball of energy. <laughs> so, yes, yes it is, yes it is. So that's us, that's in a nutshell. Fantastic. And you said that you uh, took a job at Eastview Church. I think some of the people at Connect may have heard of that. It's a great church over in Bloomington Normal. What was your role there? What were you doing there? Yeah, so when I started at Eastview in 2008, I was one of the youth pastors. Okay. And then over time, I had done everything from college ministry, young adult ministry, uh -huh. and was actually the first campus pastor of the Bloomington campus nice. for Eastview. Nice. Mm -hmm. And that took you all the way up to the present day, but um, I know that, and the reason our paths crossed uh, in the last year or two, despite having this great job, great church, wonderful family here in central Illinois amongst family and friends, it sounds like God was kind of talking to you about what may be the next chapter of your life. So yeah. tell us that story. Yeah, so at the, the beginning of 2020, the uh -huh. senior leadership of Eastview called me and they said, hey, you're doing, doing a great job with the ministries yeah. that you've been entrusted with and uh, we love having you here, but we kind of get this sense that you might be built to either lead a church or start a church. Wow. And neither of those things are gonna happen anytime soon here at Eastview yeah. and so, um, you know, is that something that you're sensing or feeling would be of interest to you? And uh, they had fielded a few different inquiries about us, and, and so we kind of followed a few leads to see yeah. what was out there, but we've had friends that had started churches over the years, yeah. and for a long time we thought, that, that's probably not us. Like uh -huh. we said, we had uh -huh. kind of a stable life. We felt yeah. like our roots had really yeah. gone deep yeah. in the soil here in Bloomington Normal. And, uh, and as we started exploring, as we started getting out to some different things, this kind of calling of, of planting really continued to emerge. Yeah. Well, then the whole world went into a pandemic. Yeah. You know, so you're kind of stalled on this whole uh -huh. process of how, how do you do that? How would you move? How would you plant yeah. a church? How would you meet people? Yeah. How could you do any of that stuff? Will the world ever be the same again? Will it ever yeah. be the same again? <laughs> Correct, yes. And so alongside this whole process, we, we felt this desire to, um, to see something new begin. Yeah. We didn't know where, we didn't yeah. know when because yeah. of the pandemic, yeah. and we really didn't know how. Yeah. And so um, we kind of said no to any established kind of roles that already existed within churches. Okay and really just started to lean into this, what we felt was a developing call yeah. to start a church. Yeah. So I think uh, we talked earlier and you were telling me that, so you'd finished at Eastview, mm -hmm. is that right? But you hadn't decided yet where, how, or even if you yes. were gonna plant a church. So yeah. what were you doing then? Yeah, so it's funny as the time frame kind of unfolds, we have that conversation early in 2020. Uh -huh. Um, by you know, early spring of 2020, I'm at a conference and, and that's actually where I heard of Connect Church. I was listening to you guys share some of the stories of what God had done here while I was at this banquet for church planters, you know, trying to, yeah. to sort out this calling. Which I didn't know about until we met. Yes, I no idea yes. so you guys are, this church is a part of the story as we've kind of wow. been in discerning that. But as we got closer and closer to feeling like planting is the next thing, yeah. it, the intensity of the pandemic was so high uh, everybody was just kind of making it up as they go. Yeah. And so we knew that planting and taking the lead and was probably what, what we were heading toward, but um, we just didn't know how to move. Yeah. And so we began an interim ministry at First Christian Church in Clinton okay. that lasted kind of the year. And we were able to lead that church through kind of the, the aftermath and wow. the, the ups and downs of the pandemic. Uh -huh. uh, and they have a new lead minister there now and That's he's established awesome. and doing well. But 
for us, it was just a grace upon grace to be able to stay in central Illinois to serve meaningfully yeah. at a church with a need yeah. while we got all of our affairs in order yeah. for planting. So, And so it sounds like, because that sounds a great opportunity to lead in a church in a community like that, even though you're obviously enjoying leading this church, that desire to plant never went away. You just kept feeling called yeah. in that direction. I think it just kept deepening and deepening. What it felt like when I said our roots had kind of gone deep in central Illinois, it felt like at first, like the leadership of the church in commissioning us had like pulled us out of the soil and we were just kind of dangling there. Yeah. But then God kind of scooped up some soil of central Illinois and put it in a potted plant. And <laughs> yeah. that was kind of where we were in First Christian Church. We knew, yeah, but yeah, we, yeah. we were at that time trying to sort out where in the country, where in the world might yeah. we be called to, yeah. to put our roots and uh -huh. to start a new church. Uh -huh. And so um, the great kind of beauty of the whole story is that that initial conversation with the leadership of Eastview when they commissioned us and said, we think you could lead or plant a church. Yeah. Well, 15 months later, we had both led and are now going to plant a church wow. and so uh, that's kind of the soil that we found and discerned in that whole process is out in new england it's in fairfield county connecticut yeah. and that's the place now literally we're packing up our family and yeah. trying to establish ourselves in fairfield county connecticut and do you have any connections there is there any you know certain thing that drew you in that direction like why yeah. connecticut there were uh <laughs> well new england as of late had become the um the least reached or least churched part of the country. And wow. so the Northeast kind of displaced the Pacific Northwest within yeah. the last five years yeah. as uh, the place where the need for churches was highest. Yeah. Um, difficult soils, rocky soil yeah. for sure. There's great spiritual heritage there. Yeah. I think there's just great history of movements of God that yeah. have begun there. There are active churches and such, but there's not been a lot of new church momentum right. in the area. And if you look at kind of where church plants go, a lot of them you know, saturate different areas, but they yeah. don't really go into Connecticut. And as we look down even further, Fairfield County was one place where very few churches, churches mm -hmm. had been started mm -hmm. in the last five to 10 years. Wow. And so the county overall, it's an appealing place to live. It's a beautiful place to live, part of the New York Metro. Um, so of the 20 million people that live in New York, the New York Metro, yeah. a million of them live in Fairfield County and yet there are so few churches that are getting wow. started in the county. Wow. We've been talking this morning in the service about um, why we feel it's great to plant new churches because uh, new churches we feel reach new people and sadly as we look across the landscape of churches in America there's not a day goes by where a church doesn't close down so I'm always excited when we get to play a role, play a part in helping start new churches mm -hmm. Um, and I love hearing that this is an area where there is a, a great need. So, um, you know, for us here, and tell us a bit about this, your experience, because you're a central Illinois guy now. Um, for us here in Washington, we maybe take this for granted, but if I was to drive from here to the other side of town, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll pass three or four churches. Yeah. And, you know, there's many fantastic churches just here in Washington, Illinois alone. Is it like that? Where you're going? Yeah, I think sometimes there's a, um, you know, mindset, of, especially with planting and going, there's this like desperate need, like yeah. no, no person of peace or no movement of God has ever happened yeah. here. And, and the irony in, in New England is that you see very prominent church buildings, yeah. you know, that were historic, that yeah. are established in the 1700s yeah. or the 1800s. Uh -huh churches, some congregations that have weathered, you know, wars and political upheaval yeah. and social unrest, all these things. 
Um, and yet on any given Sunday in Fairfield County, Connecticut today, 95% of the county is not in attendance at a church. And when you start driving and kind of looking, you're like, yeah, they are more sparse than yeah. they would be in a place yeah. like central Illinois. Yeah. And, and there may be some, you know, steeples that kind of mark the landscape, uh -huh. but the amount of people that are worshiping in those facilities or the amount of communities that are built around their common faith in Christ yeah. are few and far between. And wow. so we see, and we've met some people that are, you know, part of some new movements and some yeah. new works and some things that are yeah. happening in the area. Yeah. And we're excited to kind of join this broader team of people that yeah. recognize the need yeah. in New England and are all working together to, to maybe see a third great awakening yeah. or maybe to see kind of a revival of, uh, of Christianity in a place that's become the most Christian, post-Christian yeah. in our country. Yeah. I love it. So I, I just think it's amazing anyone who feels led by God to plant a church, I think add to that a pandemic, like anyone who still wants to even be in ministry after some of the craziness we've been through in the last year and having to navigate this storm of how to lead a church during all that's gone on. Um, I would imagine that there were times over the last year where you wondered, is this really what I want to do? What was it that brought you still to this day? To, I mean, just you're literally, you're packing up a yes. box here soon. You're, you're yes. leaving, you are going. So what drives you and what, what couldn't extinguish that flame for, to plant that church? I think there's a, um, I mean, there's an element of faith. All of us take faith steps every sure. single day. And, and some days those steps feel more like leaps than yeah. others. And I, yeah. I would definitely say there were, moments over the last 15, 18 months where we felt like we were just, you know, to, to quote Anna from Frozen, doing the next right thing. Like it just, <laughs> the next thing in front of us, tiny baby faith steps. Uh -huh. And there were other parts that have felt like huge leaps. And I think now we look back and we think, wow, like being in motion to plant a church during a pandemic, the more we say it, the more of a leap it sounds like. Yeah. But in the midst of it, it was daily, yeah. you know, obedience and daily faithfulness and daily trust step by step by step by yeah. step. You know, when we went out um, to move or to look for a house to move to, yeah. everybody knows the real estate market has been crazy and the real estate market out there is equally as crazy. It's just on a higher scale. And, mm -hmm. and we went out in faith, we picked a weekend and we said, we're gonna go out and we're gonna see what houses are available yeah. on that weekend. And if there's one that fits, we're gonna take that step. And, yeah. and we went out there that weekend, it was Mother's Day weekend, Leslie and I were out, we looked at seven houses and one of them ended up being a house that we felt comfortable enough yeah. to make an offer on. And, and you know, it's just one example of something that we're like, wow, that sounds crazy. Yeah. Like pick a weekend, yeah. whatever houses are on the market, yeah. hopefully you find one. Uh -huh. And yet God was faithful. Wow. In the midst of that, we found a home uh -huh. that will be, you know, our home in Fairfield County and hopefully the, the center of building a community yeah. that will become a community of faith. And Love it see people come to Christ. Like it's, it's those kinds of things now that we're like, oh, it was a faith step today that got us there that weekend. Yeah. It was the faithfulness of God to provide, uh, you know, as he promises. Yeah. And who knows, we'll see yeah. the fruit to come. Well, and I'm so thrilled that we get to join you on this journey. So us, we here at Connect, we're gonna get to play a part uh, in, in supporting you guys financially and hearing the stories. And, and it's an exciting time to partner with you because I know from our conversation, you still aren't, you don't know for sure exactly where you guys will meet at the weekend, um, who will be there, even the name of the church yet. These are all still things that yes. are yet to develop. Yes. But, uh, yes. 
but it sounds like you know the next step, the next right thing to do, and yeah. each next step will take you to the next step. So. Yeah, we hear people from time to time, they'll say, you know, TBD, like to be determined. Yeah. And I think for us, that's kind of been like, well, it's to be discerned. Like we believe that God has been speaking to us and leading us and walking with us through each of these steps and uh -huh. all of those things. Now we're like, oh, who will be the first people of peace that we meet? Yeah. Like who will be, yeah. what will be the organizations that we get to partner with within yeah. the community? What yeah. will be, what will happen when our kids go to school for yeah. the first time yeah. and we start to meet people? You know, it's just all of those things are to be discerned and, yeah, and we're it. hopeful and prayerful that in the midst of that discernment process, God will continue being yeah. faithful. Well, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me this morning, to chat with all of us here at Connect. And I'm hoping next year or two, we'll, we'll get updates over the time, but we'll have you come back and speak in person and tell some of the stories of what Great. God's continued to do while you're out there, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Wasn't that fantastic? He's such a great guy and I am so excited. And, and man, what a, a huge step of faith against this brand new area, a huge unchurched area. He told me, very unlike Washington, you don't drive around and see churches everywhere. You know, there's a lot of traditional churches that were built hundreds of years ago there on the East Coast during the, uh, the early Christian revivals, but now a very unchurched area. But light will be shining in that dark place. And as we experienced, new churches reach new people. So we've um, met as our leadership team, and we've made a decision to, to financially support Charlie and Leslie, that, that couple, in this new venture they're on for the next three years. So we're going to help them launch strong in just the same way that other churches got behind us when we started and helped us launch strong. You know, Charlie's church is gonna look a lot like that little tree in my front yard. We're a little bit bigger than that, but we still don't look like that big tree in the first video clip at the beginning. But we are a church that's growing and we see God at work and we wanna help other churches, um, uh, plant other churches around uh, the United States and across the world and you're a part of helping us do that. That's a part of, of Connect Church. I wanted you to, to fully understand our vision and who we are as a church, that you're a part of building the church of Jesus across the world, reaching new people. Thanks to your generosity when you give those funds are passed along. Churches are started and they are making new disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So thanks so much for being a part of Connect Church, this church plant, a church plant that plants churches. Let's pray. Father, I pray even this week, as we drive around the neighborhoods in which we live, we'll look at some of the trees. And as we look at those trees, we'll, we'll see from the different shapes and sizes that, that some of those trees are in areas that are very mature areas that have been around for a long time. And some of those trees are gonna be a lot smaller and we'll realize that's a, a newer community. And then, Lord, we'll think about some of these wonderful churches in the communities in which we live that are making such a difference in the lives of so many. Some are very established churches with wonderful, rich history of impacting their community for years and years and years. And then there are others, Lord, so exciting because they're just brand new churches, new churches reaching new people, fulfilling that great commission. 
So God, thank you that you, you directed us to start to plant this church in Washington, Illinois. But to take on that vision, that, that mantle to say, but we also want to be a church plant that plants other churches. We want to continue paying it forward, Lord. We want to continue to help others experience what we've experienced here in Washington, Illinois. So Lord, we just pray for these other churches that we've played a very small part in, that you would use them, Lord, to reach new people for you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.